This is Coach Jim Guevara. You're listening to Follow Your Spirit. Coach Guevara, how are you doing, sir? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing good, Tim. How are you? Good, good, good. Of course, I am joined by my colleague, Jordan Small. Jordan, say hi. Hello. Hi, Jordan. So, Coach, let's let's start with the going back to reflecting on last year. Uh, which player do you believe was most improved last year? Uh, well, I I think it was a year that um, every player that played um, not only got a chance to grow and uh, and learn from ex- exceptionally trying experiences, but I think uh, there were there was a lot of players who had opportunities that maybe they. Uh, wouldn't have had if we were healthy or we weren't in this kind of, uh, you know, restructuring the roster. Um, so it was, it was challenging for us, but I, I, reflecting back, I think it was, it was important that, uh, as I always talk about, it, it takes kind of a year of games, uh, for players to get, um, acclimated and feel like they're comfortable playing in the league. Um, but I, you know, I, I look at, uh, I had to single someone out. I think, uh, Stell had a, a really a spectacular season uh Whitney did really well in the back and uh and I think uh Shana um really kind of got over the hump I think early on in her first in her rookie season she had uh she had some uh she had trouble getting used to the the speed you know physically getting used to the league and uh I think we had a stretch there a brutal stretch of seven games in 26 days where she I think she played 90 minutes in almost every one of those games and uh and really was impactful and uh found some consistency in her play. Um, but I think, you know, look at how you look at Havana uh, coming in and really having her first full season of getting a lot of time and uh, Maggie uh, the same, I think they, they had really, really good seasons. So, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to pick one or two. And even as I go through, you know, one, two, three, four, I, I'm going to think of others because uh, even though the results didn't, didn't, uh, didn't say it was a, success, a successful season, we did have, um, uh, we made a lot of progress. We all learned a lot, and uh, I think there was some some coming together of of, of our core group. So, um, you know, overall overall it was positive. Okay, so same question, but uh, with leadership in mind. Well, I mean, you know, Shalina was was the captain, but I think she, um, you know, she's a very positive person, and I think it was it was a lot to ask of her. Um, at her age and with her experience, but I think we, we kind of had a, we had kind of a leadership committee. I mean, Shalina and Witt and, and Estelle and Tori, um, you know, really were the, um, kind of the, the core leadership group. I think it's, um, you know, it was, it was difficult because we, again, we had a very young team and we had a lot of new players. Um, so it's, it's just the next step kind of that, that, that season was the next step or it was a big step in, and um, evolving the roster and um, and getting some younger, impactful players' experiences and opportunities. So then going into the offseason, how are you evaluating the team as a whole? Are you looking at game film, or what else is built into that? Um, well, the first thing you have to do is you do, you know, do a self-reflection. You do exit meetings with, with players and staff, and uh, and then you sit down and evaluate um, I don't really go back and watch too much tape. I, I kind of go back, 
go back through games and, and my process and how the training went and our kind of the micro micro evaluation of the season as it went along in, in stages and phases and then uh, and then see how you can improve um, improve the roster and also you know there's changes in the in the staff too which is most cases it's not always um, you know me getting rid of people it's, it's people moving on to, to better opportunities or different opportunities and um, you know that's that's got to be something that's that's still a work in prog- progress is uh, figuring out our staffing and then then it's on to uh, you know trade talks and and draft preparation which the draft preparation is 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 where it usually is this time of year um, and then you know plan on preseason and uh, you know as soon as the holidays are over it seems like uh we're starting so it's you know it's 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 going to be here before you know it yep so you just talked about the coaching changes and all that comes with that so can you just talk about denise moving on to sky blue and also bringing in um a, a soccer legend like brianna scurry to the coaching staff yeah, I mean, we were when we brought when I hired Denise. Um, one of the major standards or factors was that um, you know she wanted to be a head coach in this league, and we we brought her in with that assumption that you know if if she ever got an offer, we would fully support that, and we would actually be out um, telling these other teams that had coaching openings in their head coaching position that that you know she deserved to be interviewed and deserves a chance to get it. So. Um, you know, that's something that could have happened in, in 2016. It could have happened at the end of 2016. Um, you know, we made a, we made a, a bigger commitment to bring Denise back because we, we valued her as a resource. And, um, and to do that, we had to add the role of a technical director for our Maryland DA. And, um, you know, she did a great job in, in both of those roles. And, you know, we had a pretty good idea that she was going to get, you know, an offer. There were a couple of teams that were, were interested in her and, um, it was one of those things that we were we were really happy for her because it's something that she's she's put the time in to uh, you know to improve her craft and and become a, a quality head coach um, in her time in Sweden and then she spent two years here learning about the league so it's um, it's something that she's fully deserving and we're fully supportive of and you know we're we're very happy for it and uh, you know and then and then hiring an assistant um, it was always you know can I can I give an opportunity or can the club give the opportunity of someone to to impact the game or, um, you know, provide them a chance to grow and learn just as we do with all of our, all of our staff and all of our players. And, um, you know, Bill and I reached out to Bri and, um, we had good timing where she, she sees this as a way for her to, to give back to the game and, and help our younger players, whether they're DA players or, or young professional players or drafted players come in and, um, you know, help them improve and, and understand what it's like to be a pro and, um, be dealt some hardship and, and overcome it. And there's, there's a lot of areas that, you know, she's not, she's not Denise, she's different, but there's, there's so many areas that she can help our club and, uh, and the interpersonal skills and, and having someone of that generation uh, be part of our league and, and giving back is, is, is tremendous, not only for our club, but for the league. And, and I think her, her goal is to get, get more players of her generation involved and then giving back to the league and, um, I think that's it, it's great that we can you know give her the opportunity to do that. 
And then uh, this week or this past week, you and Jill Ellis were two of many coaches that completed uh, the pro coaching license. What was that experience like? Uh, it was incredible. It was an incredible learning experience. Uh, something that uh, gives us all tools, um, tools to reflect and improve uh, every year, as as we all try to do um, in all in all tasks of a, of a professional coach. And um, you know, it was a year long process with some incredibly talented and, and intelligent uh, speakers and presenters. Um, you know, our first meeting was in January, and this was the second the second year of this pro course. And, um, you know, they, they improved it and made adjustments from the first season, first year. And, um, but it was, you know, the, it was three, three meetings of four or five days, um, you know, all day long of, of presenting, um, and being presented to, um, and then there were four major assignments that were due over the course of the year. And then there were two visits where, uh, the instructor came into your environment and, uh, spent a week uh, shadowing, mentoring, um, asking questions uh, of me. So it was, it was great. I mean, it was um, something I'll never forget. And, um, you know, we all, we all asked the players to, you know, grow and learn every day and always have a growth mindset. We're, you know, we're the same as coaches or, or staff members, you know, we we're always looking to get better. And um, I think it was a, it was a great experience. I got to know a lot of MLS coaches and USL coaches and, and Jill and, and go through the, go through the journey of this past year together. And, you know, some of us, as is the profession lost our jobs and uh, are out looking for work. And, um, but to be able to share the most important part of the course is to be able to share each other's experiences and learnings and, and discuss them and, um, you know, and, and share. And then a lot of, a lot of us are very, very private in that manner. And this was a chance that, you know, everybody, you know, I think one of the big sayings was, you know, you, whatever you give into it, you're going to, you're going to get out uh, just as much or maybe more. So it was, it was a great experience and glad I could invest the time and, and thank, you know, Bill and the club for, for allowing me to do it. And then going into the draft, what are some areas that you as a team would like to uh, focus on? Um, well, I think we're, you know, depending on some trade talks, um, you know, I think it's it's probably we're looking at um, looking at, at at defenders and uh, help in the back. Um, you know, I think it's um, without expansion. I think it's 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 difficult for players to make the roster and and be impactful outside of you know the first couple of picks. And uh, so we're looking at at players that are. Um, either versatile or we think can be can earn some time over the course of the season and, and be good for our for our environment and our culture and um, you know invest in that in that first year or two of the process of um, learning about our league and learning to be a good pro uh, so on that you know going into the draft the spirits uh, I believe have seven total picks thus far they have three in the top 11 of course with the first overall pick uh, how does that positioning in the draft put you to an advantage when it comes to dealing with other teams? Well, I mean, just having that number of picks, um, you know, it, it gives you the opportunity that if someone, you know, really wants a pick or a player, um, you know, we can we can move out of that pick and, and get value, whether it's a future draft pick or or a player uh, off the roster or you know other assets. So um, it really puts us in a really good position, and um, you know, I think it's 
you know, there's a lot can happen between now and the draft and stuff can happen even during the draft. So it's, uh, it gives us a lot of, a lot of flexibility. Um, you know, I'm, I've always been happy with being prepared for every pick that you have and not really have to go out and chase them because, um, sometimes you give away more value than, than you get. Uh, but I think it's, um, it's good to have the opportunity to, to not have to fill, fill starting roles with, uh, with those picks. Um, you know, I think that, and it always depends on how strong is the draft. I think you look back at the that Western New York draft. That was an incredibly strong draft where they had three picks in the, in the first round. And I think they've, they've reaped the benefits of that because they, they, you know, they, they made really good selections. So, um, you know, it's not, you know, when you have the number one pick, usually that's, uh, it's pretty obvious who you're, who you're going to pick. So, uh, you know, we're looking at, at six, six is getting an, another good player who we believe will make our roster and, and possibly be impactful. And then, you know, two in the second round, you know, in some cases we, I think Orlando doesn't pick until we're done picking our seven picks. So it, it, it completely puts you in a different situation. I think Seattle only has one pick as well. And, um, and you look at teams like Portland, they have two in the first round and that's all they have. So it's, it's good that they're spread out that way. And it, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we presented ourselves uh, by moving some of those senior players away, um, you know, two of them to Seattle with Matheson and Aaron and getting, you know, a pick, a first round pick or a player uh, plus this pick. So um, it's kind of part of the, part of the roster turnover and, and the change in the roster. Uh, so we're, we're looking forward to giving some more players, many players an opportunity because I think preseason not only uh, looks like it's going to be earlier, but, you know, there's going to be other uh, major world events, um, whether it's Asian qualifiers or, I mean, Asia Cup or South American qualifiers or African qualifiers, She Believes Cup. Um, there's just going to be a lot going on right in that preseason window. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to have a, a healthy number of players who we're going to be able to evaluate in preseason and hopefully keep around and, and become part of our roster. So when you're when you're looking to possibly acquire a player, how much are you weighing their character and reputation from their current or prior club? Uh, well, I think a lot of coaches are different, but that's that's something that's probably a priority for for us. Um, you know, I think that's how that how they're going to manage that that huge jump to being a pro, um, and how you know how they've managed hardship if they've faced hardship. Um, I think that's, you know, the, the character thing is is definitely one of the most important aspects um, for us. And you, and you learn that you learn that from talking to the coach, talking to opposing coaches, talking to club coaches, talking to the players themselves. All right. Wonderful. Well, that wraps it up for me. Jordan, anything else for Coach Cabrera? Nope. That's about it. All right. Well, then we're wrapped up. Coach Cabrera, thank you so much for joining us on Follow Your Spirit, and we look forward to seeing you uh, in January at the NWSL Draft in Philadelphia. All right. Thank you, guys. Great job. Thanks. Take care. Bye.